Jen Mercer podcast show and here we are this week episode five of series three and this week it's one for the ladies again but also I do think you men need to listen to this too because it might explain a few things so this week I'm talking all about PMS so I have done a previous podcast, I think it was in series two, where I talked about starting the conversation and opening up the conversation about this. I do think it's something that isn't spoken about enough. I do think it is something that is regarded as dirty and things like that. And I do think, and I am here, I'm ready to start the conversation, to open up the conversation and get us talking about this. Because let's be honest, it happens to us all and we need to open the conversation and talk about it and that is what I'm here to do. Now I try and share things all the time over on social media so if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram you need to go and check out some of the posts and I try and cover all the main things that happen when it comes to our cycle. But today it's all about the PMS, the cravings and any type of pains that you might get as well and I wanted to kind of cover this today so I hope this helps but I also hope it reassures you if you are going through any of this or experience any of this that you're not alone and that there are things that you can do to help yourself as well but I will say before I do any of this if it is severe and if you find that you're not coping with this I do definitely recommend you seek out a medical professional Um, if you've got a women's health doctor or you can go and see a gynecologist or anything like that if you do feel that there is something more going on then please um, go and get checked out and as I always encourage people to do is please attend your smears when you are called for them and listen to your body and if anything ever feels not right always go and get it checked out also wanted to let you all know about um, a brand new project that I've been working on. If you follow me over on social media or you signed up for the newsletter, you will know all about this. But I have created a project called The Period Project. And it's going to be launching in March and there's going to be two different packages. So make sure you go over and give me a follow. All the information is in the description of this podcast. So go over, give me a follow and all the information will be coming March, but I have created a program that talks of all about everything from the anatomy all the way through to nutrition to movement and mindset to supplements to things that you can do to help you and it's been something I've been working on for a long time so make sure you go and check it out but for now let's go on to talk all about PMS So here we go, let's dive straight in. So basically then, where can we start? But what causes PMS? What is it that causes it? And basically it is the fluctuations in our hormones that quite often start when we are premenstrual, so the weeks leading up to our our period. And it's the way the hormones will fluctuate. and quite often, not always, but quite often, relief can be felt once the period starts. So you, those feelings, those emotions and everything that you felt running up can quite often change once you actually start your period and as you go through. And it happens to pretty much everyone. And please know that you have the right to your emotions. So however you are feeling now, during any part of your cycle, you have the right to all of those emotions you have the right to feel that way so don't ever let anyone disregard your emotions disregard your feelings especially if you are seeking medical 
help always know that you've a right to them and honour them and listen to your body. And there will be emotional and physical things that you will feel. So there will be emotional symptoms like moods, irritability, worry, tension, fatigue. You might be tearful um, and feelings of, of, um, of like depression and anxiety coming on. And it's going to be different in every single woman and every single girl. And then we have the physical side of things where you can get bloating water retention you can get your boobs sore the tender you can start getting acne um weight gain headaches cravings and being quite light-headed and these are just some of the things that can come along so if you're listening to them going yep 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 please know that you're not alone because a, a lot of us experience this as well and um it's normally about 10 days before your period starts and it can sometimes go during or shortly after. Now, sometimes the symptoms don't go all together, go away. But they will start to ease a little bit. So they're not as as there in the mind. And they, they don't change the lifestyle in any way. Um, your hormones, though, even though PMS is due to the fluctuations of the hormones, we're not blaming the hormones for it. Our hormones are beneficial. We need our hormones in our life. Um, progesterone is the hormone that shelters us from like these up, these ups and downs. It's very calming hormone. It helps reduce inflammation and calms the mood, and it helps balance out the ups and downs of estrogen, which is the other hormone that is present during the menstrual cycle as well. Um, and we want to try and do we want to try and keep these hormones in balance? And when the hormones are in balance, obviously then we when they're in balance with each other we feel more at ease when the hormones are out of balance so if there's an excess of estrogen then obviously we're going to be lacking in progesterone and that is our calm common hormone but our hormones are beneficial they really are and if PMS does get really, really severe, it can lead to other things as well. So, you know, it's always about listening to your body, to making note of things, tracking your cycle, keeping a diary, going to seek further help if you need it. And other things can come on like as well. You can get, um, as I said before, it can be the, the emotional and the physical things. And a big thing as well is the headaches and the migraines come on and this is normally triggered by like a drop in estrogen and 70% of women actually suffer just before the period with a headache or a migraine and now I'm one of them and this can they can be quite debilitating can't they and um, we've all we've all been there and had them and there's there's loads of things that change throughout throughout the cycle so have you ever noticed you get quite moody around this time so we've got receptors in the brain for hormones and they influence um, our like the neurotransmission into the body and our mood. So if our estrogen is really, really high, we can become irritable. If our estrogen is really, really low, we can be feel, feel quite depressed. And if we're low with our progesterone as well, we can have those feelings of anxiety that come on that I talked about before. And there's loads of ways that we can help ourselves. So as I said, the fluctuation in hormones of what causes that what plays a role in it but they're not to blame because remember our hormones are so important and um, if you don't know what a hormone is it's basically a powerful messenger 
that travels in the bloodstream and it sends messages to specific sites in the body to create like a response and produced by the glands so they maintain balance within the body and that's what they're there for but obviously as we know with everything in life nothing is in balance all the time is it so there's loads of things that you can do so we're going to go through some of those things so as you probably guess i'm going to talk on to it looking at your diet is a big one and it's about reducing alcohol reducing stress and exercising as well and they are the main things that you can do alcohol is a big one and i'm not saying i'm not forcing anyone to stop it but it can really really affect you know how alcohol affects the body when your hormones are feeling okay and you're not around that time of the month to so just think of what alcohol is doing it's suppressing the system isn't it it's making the liver work harder as well which when the liver's working harder a lot of attention is sent around that way you know the liver's taking a lot of the attention away from the body so to speak in normal terms i'm not going to get science eating one a doctor am i let's be honest but cutting out things like alcohol limit and salt intakes a big one as well and getting good fats into the body we still need fats into the body so your avocados your omega-3s your nuts your seeds your oily fishes and things like that your coconut oil things like that still getting them into the body and avoiding like really like processed food avoiding food that's going to bring inflammation into the body and avoiding like chemicals so you know the, the really really refined sugars Just trying to cut them out a little bit more and eating things like are unrefined carbs so these are going to help balance the blood sugar levels and encourage the body to produce serotonin as well and that is our natural feel-good hormone and that is what we need a little bit more of so it's not about limiting carbs it's not about cutting carbs out carbs are not the devil it's about going for the ones that are best for you that are going to help balance your blood sugar levels so obviously instead of going for like white bread and a cake you know maybe going for something more wholemeal maybe looking at that side of things for carbs remember carbs aren't just in like your pastas and your breads and things like that Um, having protein with every single meal keeping our energy levels up keeping our amino acids and our building blocks of our body going and drinking plenty of plenty of fluids as well is a massive one hydration can just massively help with so so much um and you know getting a good diet is sometimes you're going to need to supplement the body aren't you we're going to need to add a supplement in we can't get everything off from our food also even though our food should be the, the first thing that we're going for we might need to give it a little bit of a a little bit of a boost really and these are some of the the main ones that you can supplement with so magnesium i talk about this all the time but it is a vital mineral in the body like the body is not the body without magnesium and you quite often find that women are quite deficient in it and it's a very very common mineral it has a relaxing effect on the nervous system reduces headaches and relaxes muscles but also helps with like cramps and also helps if you can't sleep as well so magnesium is essential you've got your vitamin e which also helps with your mood swings and your inability you've got your vitamin b6 so definitely getting your b vitamins in that goes alongside the magnesium you've got your zinc helping to balance out our, our sex hormones as well and adding things like this into the diet so for the likes of magnesium you've got your green leafy veg you've got your nuts and your seeds but obviously if you can't get any in supplements i take magnesium supplements every night before bed it helps me massively 
and also your vitamin B. But vitamin D as well, because um, a lot of people talk about calcium, but we need to look at vitamin D as well. Vitamin D is what helps calcium be absorbed into the body. And if you live in a country like me, that does not see a lot of vitamin D in the sky, you're probably gonna wanna supplement it. And that is all year round. So definitely want to check out as well looking at what you eat it's not about going on a diet it's eating things that are going to enrich your body that are going to make you feel better and all those type of things we're not talking about um cutting things out you know but pms can also be associated with increased estrogen and then you've got your food cravings and water retention but just by adjusting diet and lifestyle you can treat a lot of these underlying issues rather than masking the symptoms so quite often if you go to a doctor and you've got pms and you've got all these problems they're just going to put you on the pill all that's doing is masking the symptoms if we're taking um NSAID, so if we're taking you know anti-inflammatories then that's fine over the counter stuff it's going to help that it's going to help the pain go away or it's going to help the feelings or anything like that but it's only masking the symptoms it's about treating the underlying issues at the end of the day so another one that goes in in line with um you know so as well as dealing with all these hormones and this pns pms a lot of us have got to deal with the the pit the pain the period pain that comes along and it can it can range from quite mild to quite severe severe and it's basically just when the womb contracts from cells in the lining and then these contractions become painful when there are high levels of kind of like bad so to speak progesterglandins in the body um and as i'm sure you've probably guessed i know period pains can be solved by some really good lifestyle changes as well um quite often you'll see it down as dysmenorrhea and even though period pains can be common one thing they should never make you do is cry or vomit pain when you go to the toilet or that you physically can't move so as i said earlier on it's about listening to the body it's about honoring and allowing yourself to have these emotions but also knowing when no this is not how i should be feeling and i need to go and see someone about this so you know even though it is common it doesn't mean that it's normal and that it's okay um and as I said, as I said before, a lot of stuff can be changed with lifestyle changes. I'm sure you were all like, yeah, I kind of expected you to death that. So like eating regular, don't skip meals, especially in your luteal phase, having protein and healthy fats, cutting out food that causes inflammation and getting your magnesium, your B vitamins, your omega-3s in as well. Sometimes caffeine can play a, can play a role as well. So it's about keeping hydration and increasing the good fats in the body you know those good fats the avocados all things like that as i said before any um any vitamin b complex as well can help reduce the intensity of um of period pains your vitamin c is an antioxidant again you can get all this from food um but by adjusting diet lifestyle and exercise you're helping treating the underlying conditions and you're not masking the symptoms and sometimes using drugs to ease symptoms can compromise the immune system. When your immune system is compromised, the following can happen. So you can have lack of sleep, you can have a poor diet, stress overload, um, too many toxins and an emotional upset to it. It's about us looking, you know, towards that more natural way of doing things. 84% of, of women, when surveyed, have said that at some point they've had period pain. 84%. Like, that is really, really high. And out of that... Um, 
you're, you're probably looking at a lot of them are going to be to the point where it can be debilitating and as I said before it's common but it's not normal too many of those progesterogandins as I said before can have pain, nausea and you may have noticed which is something that I'm probably going to cover in a podcast on its own but is I'm going to talk about it because I'm opening the conversation but it's the period poop we all know it if it's that time of the month you know how your bowel movements change so you know it's about knowing when to move and knowing when to rest as well reducing inflammation and really really looking after your body as well and if you're into essential oils things like lavender oil is really really common as well so as you can see everything in the body's linked together isn't it you know all pharmaceutical kind of get me weird out all pharmaceutical drugs are anti-nutrients and they do have some form of damage to the gut and the liver now when i say that obviously if you have been prescribed by your doctor and it is medication that you need this doesn't apply to you i'm more saying in a general whole that is what pharmaceutical drugs can do painkillers can also wipe the healthy bacteria and b vitamins so they're not as i said before they're not addressing the underlying issues they're just masking symptoms now obviously if it was just as simple as nutrition then we'd all be okay yeah but remember there's no money to be made in health and nutrition whereas there's a lot of money to be made in pharmaceutical companies but we're just going to leave that one there and the final thing i wanted to cover when we talk about stuff like this um, is about the food cravings it's about having cravings during that time um you know food really is medicine but it, what matters is where we eat who we eat with and how we eat so you know it there's a lot of things rather than just cutting things out good periods require good nutrition at the end of the day and it's about learning to to feed your body you know low carbohydrate and the keto is not good for hormones because we need an energy source to keep going it's getting them good fats in you know 80 percent of our hormones are made in the gut i'll say that again 80 percent of our hormones are made in the gut so we need to make sure we've got a good good bacteria and we're looking after our gut for the hormones to be looked after as well you know proteins good fats getting everything in to the body it's again really common at least 70 percent of women suffer from some type of food craving or mood swing or irritability you know it's all come in and again it can often be a result of a hormone imbalance or you know and it, it can often be tied to like an inadequate nutrition as well fluctuating hormones can have an effect on brain chemistry so your serotonin is a brain chemical and so to avoid f- food cravings it's time we really did look at our diets and there's a lot of people who um you know think that there is a thing as a bad food and that does not having cravings does not mean that you've got lack of willpower so you need to stop blaming yourself and just chill out because by doing this all you do is make yourself worse so you've all been there as a craving give into it so to speak blamed yourself for it your mood gets worse your craving reappears and in walks emotional eating so do you ever find that it gets to that time of the month and you're just craving sugary fatty crappy food and you just want to say fuck it to everything and stuff your face and exercising is the last thing on your mind and you know what if you said yes to any of them you won't be alone and that's okay
it really is okay to feel that way but everyone's different remember hormones are floating all over the place during this time as your estrogen levels fluctuate so does your cortisol which is your stress hormone level so to keep these both of these levels even the body wants to keep the levels even when it's not that's when we can come into cravings serotonin is a brain chemical that gives us that feeling of like contentment you know so food and exercise can trigger serotonin by the way you know it but when cortisol's elevated and the serotonin is low that is when we're craving that that sugary food this is simply because the body knows that those simple carbs are going to raise that serotonin up really really fast and then it's more likely um, that we've experienced you know if you've ever had those those carb and sugar cravings in the afternoon you get that quick re release of serotonin for a little bit but then you crash it's that mid-afternoon lull you know when you reach for that mars bar and things like that and then it becomes a vicious cycle so when the serotonin's low your brain needs like a pick-me-up and because that's related to the hormone imbalances sometimes the signals get mixed up and the simple carbs step in so it's about knowing it's okay to grab that chocolate bar and things like that but is there something else that you can have to satisfy and as i said before the magnesium the magnesium deficiency has been known to cause a lot of these imbalances and a lot of the cravings and not just at the time of the month either so when you're not eating the right foods to get magnesium into your diet i am encouraging you to get the foods in but also to supplement with that magnesium as well and it might be worth keeping a food and mood diary i quite often encourage clients to do this by recording the type of food that you eat and seeing how you feel after it seeing if you feel bloated seeing if there's an emotional connected connection seeing how you feel before you let the food seeing how you feel after and seeing if there's a pattern there might be some foods that as tasty as they are they're just not agreeing with your gut remember 80 percent of the hormones are made in the gut so they're just not just not agreeing with the gut and you're more likely to keep a pattern so by keeping this food diary what you're eating during your period all the way through your cycle how you felt you might start to see a pattern again it's about reducing that salt intake it's about you know getting the hydration in bringing the inflammation down getting your fruits and your vegetables in um and it's okay to feel this way so sorting that nutrition out getting good sleep and all things like that water is crucial for digestion and for flushing out toxins as well so keeping ourselves hydrated as what you eat dramatically affects like the system the endocrine system and will influence the amount and the quality of hormones that are produced so you know for your magnesium i said it's nuts seeds leafy green veg for your vitamin d you've got egg yolks you've got mackerel things like that but fiber's a big one as well getting fiber in the body at least 25 grams of fiber a day it helps the body eliminate excess estrogen flushing it out when we've got when we haven't got excess estrogen then our hormones can be more imbalanced you can get this from flax seeds so i like to have a teaspoon of flax a tablespoon of flax seeds every morning on my oats and that is is getting me into the fiber so just looking at like as i said before food really is medicine you know before before you, you eat any food just taking some nice big deep breaths and getting the body into that rest and digest you know eating slow and, and chewing your food making sure that you've got your protein and your healthy fat in to help sort your blood sugar out you know tasting the rainbow make friends with fat because it is essential for hormone production and getting your pulses in and plant protein is going to help fill the feed the healthy bacteria that's in your gut 
and just getting all this in as well you know there's no one size fits all the best diet is the one that provides you with the supply of everything that you need all your nutrients that you need that satisfies your your taste buds don't be afraid of hunger and of food don't be afraid of these emotions that are coming up a diet doesn't have to have a name it's about reducing reducing food that is inflaming the body and moving on from there so you have the right to your emotions remember that um and knowing that even though it might be common it doesn't have to be normal listening to your body you know making sure that you're getting things checked out if they don't feel right and just knowing at any time if you need any more help that you can reach out and i will be here to help so this has been a whistle stop tour it has been the quickest 20 minute breakdown of pms of cravings of period pain and stuff like that i could go on for hours but no one wants to listen to me go on for hours do they let's be honest so i really hope this has been useful share it with someone you think needs to listen remember podcast is free so you can listen to it share it leave me a rating and review i would love you forever on itunes leave me a rating and review, share the podcast with people and let me know. And make sure you go and sign up to my free newsletter, which all the description is in the description of the podcast. Come and join me over on the socials and come and get the conversation started with me. The Period Project is launching in March and there's going to be two different packages. This is going to be filled with all information from the anatomy to down there, to what's going on up there in the mind, to nutrition, to movement. And it's one of those things that you can give to your daughters, to your granddaughters, you can get your boyfriend, your husband to read everyone's going to need a copy of it i'm breaking it down into layman's terms i'm not talking all sciencey stuff because it's not my remit but hopefully i'll be able to help someone so if you want to grab a copy get onto the newsletter list be one of the first people to get it thank you for listening and i'll see you next week